Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. I'm not sure that God really cares about my comfort or my happiness so much as he does my holiness and my surrender to him. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I think if we're going to get to our full potential in anything, um, it's going to require community around us. Bringing you high-energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. You're going to be defined as a man, as a husband, as a father. When you take the uniform off, who is that guy? Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. We have got two excellent guests for you today. First up, former NFL defensive end Aaron Campman will join us to talk about his faith, his life, his career, and what he's up to now as the CEO of Align. And, and so we'll, we'll talk about how his playing career set him up to, to now be a, a CEO and, and the, the company that he's running now. And so we'll hear all about that. And then in just a little bit, we'll also be joined by Jeremy Kelly. He played on 10 teams in four different leagues over a six-year period. And so we're going to hear all about his kind of wild journey and, and, and how his faith uh, got him through that and, and what the perseverance was like and then how it set him up to do what he's doing now, which is the alumni manager with the Buffalo Bills. And, and so uh, looking forward to hearing his story, and I hope that you'll uh, be encouraged by both of these guys today. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. While you're there, subscribe to our devotional. You can also find our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. And then our final segment of the day is Unpack This about Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers and, and how the Lakers knew they wanted him and, and went and got him. They, they gave up what they had. And, and so we're going to talk about that, how it relates to our own lives and, and how it relates to the Bible. So stick around at the end of the show. We'll, uh, we'll jump into that. But when we come back, Aaron Campman joins us. You won't want to miss it. It's next right here on Unpacking It. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And joining us now is former NFL defensive end Aaron Campman. He played his college football at the University of Iowa and was drafted in the fifth round of the 2002 NFL draft by the Packers. He spent eight years in Green Bay and two years in Jacksonville. He was a two-time Pro Bowler and two-time second-team All-Pro. He is now the founder and CEO of Align 
where he empowers executives and organizations to become their best by intersecting time and purpose. He is also a husband, a father of four, and they live in Iowa. Aaron, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm really well. Yeah, thanks. All right, man. Well, we're, we're glad to have you on. And, and I guess first off, what are summers like in Iowa and, and in the Campman household? <laughs> well, right now they're really wet. Uh, I don't know how much you've seen in the Midwest here, but uh, we're smack dab in the middle of farming country. And uh, it's been a really difficult spring for our farmers. Uh, but typically it's uh, pretty warm and, and, uh, and seasonal. Um, but right now in our family, a lot of things going on. We've got we have four kids, as you mentioned. Uh, so we're 15, 13, 11, and 7. Three, three boys and a little girl. And uh, all of the three boys are, are training for football. Uh, there's never really an out of season anymore, right? Yeah. And uh, so they're all doing different things. Uh, my little girl uh, is in violin and, and uh, dance and singing. Uh, so they're all four busy with their activities. And, and uh, it's been a really, uh, you know, we kicked off the summer in a good way. Oh, that's awesome. So, so your three boys play football. And so what's that like for, for you as a dad watching them play? And, and I assume that you want them to play and, and, and pursue this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think one thing we decided as a family was that they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, if they wanted to play football, they could definitely do that. And, uh, um, but they wouldn't start tackle until seventh grade. And cool. so, so we actually started a league here in our community for fifth, sixth graders, uh, called red zone, uh, which has been really great and given, you know, some of the families a different option. Uh, so I've, I've run that league and then, uh, coached at the high school level actually for the last seven years. Wow. That's awesome. Aaron Campman, our guest right now on unpacking it, former NFL defensive end. And, and so you've been retired now for, for a few years. And, and so when you mm-hmm. look back at your career, what are you most thankful for? Ah, that's a great question. I think just the rich experiences that I was able to actually have with a lot of different people. I, I look at the world uh, through a relational lens. Mm. And so if I look back and I think through all the different people that I had the, the fortune to meet, whether it was football or whether it was just people in the community or different church bodies that we were part of, it has been such a tremendous blessing for my wife and I to have all of those different relationships and the experiences and, and learning about people. And then also just, you know, different leadership styles and you know, I had a lot of significant coaches, players, uh, spent a lot of time in the locker room. And so I, if, I, if I just kind of holistically macro from 30,000 feet, uh, that's a really great question. I'm thankful for that. Thankful for the opportunity to, just be exposed to all of those uh, realities and relationships. Well, and, and you, you mentioned the word re- relationships, and, and all of us mm-hmm. long for those relationships. But when you think about it from the, the football perspective and how you develop those relationships, what, what maybe principles translate, or, or do you even think mm-hmm. that maybe the general public misses out because they didn't have that type of uh-huh. locker room you know, atmosphere, but how can we, I don't know, create that or, yeah. or translate that somehow? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's 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 fairly binary. I mean, I think any leader um, has to understand that the the people that they have the opportunity to influence are constantly searching and evaluating whether they are there for themselves or whether they're there to serve the uh, the people that they're influencing and the cause that they're supposed to be about. Mm. I think if it's the latter, then trust is built and leadership grows. 
and opportunities to uh, greater create greater influence actually happen. But I know in the NFL, one thing that I learned is that uh, pro athletes are pretty good. They have pretty good radars about understanding uh, who's actually out for themselves mm. and uh, who wants to go somewhere together uh, as a team. And so I think um, partly because of how I'm wired and gifted um, and partly because of my experiences, I think I've I've learned um, that we are now translating that to the corporate world. It's it's fascinating because it's no no different when uh, working with an executive team. Uh, the same things are true, uh, coaching, what have you. Aaron Campman, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL defensive end with the Green Bay Packers, and and now he's the the CEO of his own company. It's called Align, and and you just mentioned it a little bit, but but you help people understand how to intersect time and purpose through understanding our value, story, and relationships. So so how how do you do that, and and how did you discover the importance of, of intersecting time and purpose? Well, I mean, really, when we when we think about it, um, you know, again, going back to my NFL days, uh, I'll tell a story that I think helps me understand it anyway. I was at the Pro Bowl for my first first experience in Hawaii, and there was another guy there as well who was there for his first experience, and we were sitting poolside, and we were talking about, you know, um, getting there and all the work and things that went into getting there, and I was there sharing it with my wife and kids and uh, my, my parents, my in-laws, uh, a really good friend of mine who's a physical therapist and a couple other folks. And unfortunately, he, he didn't have those same relationships. And uh, we were just talking back and forth. And then he said something that that's always stuck in my mind. He said, um, I thought it'd be more. <laughs> mm. I guess the reality is, is, is we're always, when we're performance-based, we're always looking for that next thing, that next rung to climb. Mm. And so I wanted a way to try to uh, quantify and codify, uh, if you will, in kind of a fast and deep way. What does it mean to, to intersect our time and our purpose? Time's our greatest commodity uh, resource, I believe, mm. but it doesn't bring meaning and significance in life uh, by itself, philosophically anyway. And so thinking through uh, how do we actually live at the intersection of, of time and purpose, the, the Greeks had a, uh, two different ways to talk about time. They talked about chronos, uh, this idea that time is linear and moves forward, and then there's kairos, where it's like when you're doing your hobby that you don't look at time, mm. right? And, um, and so anyway, um, just diving into the reality of what does it look like to more sustainably live at that intersection, and we believe that there's three really important components, and you mentioned them. Everyone believes that, that values are how we make decisions, but you know it's interesting when you actually sit down and talk to someone and say, so what are your values? Can you name them? Yeah. Not in a contentious way, but usually we get a little tongue-tied, including myself. Mm. And so we've got an assessment to help identify core values of people, and then probably more importantly, how they actually manifest their lives based on a continuum of how we operate emotionally. And then we also understand um, that our values don't come to us um, just by chance or generated randomly. We have generational patterns. And so we go back for people and help them understand grandpas and grandmas, as well as their own context that they fit into and their own emotional highs and lows that really shaped their values uh, to why they do what they do. And then lastly, uh, we look at uh, the relational world. We do an assessment to help people not just their family, friends, coworkers, employees, you know, 
pets, hobbies, activities, just all of that together, because those are the things that push us along this continuum for how our values kind of vacillate both from a consistent version of ourselves and our inconsistencies. What we found is you, you ask a, a CEO whether or not um, he or she has different values at work and at home. And sometimes it stumps people because they think, hmm, well, but when you really ponder it, you don't have different values. They just manifest themselves differently based on the level of trust and relational intimacy, I guess, that you have with those around you. Ah, good stuff from Aaron Campman. We're going to take a quick break, but we're just getting started with him. Plenty more with the former NFL defensive end and former Green Bay Packer joining us right here on Unpacking It. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Our website is unpackingit.com. While you're there, you can sign up to receive our weekday email devotional. You can also email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Coming up, we'll be joined by former wide receiver Jeremy Kelly. And then later on during the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers and how it relates to our own lives. But right now, we're going to continue our conversation with former Green Bay Packer defensive end Aaron Campman. So so what was that that I don't know as you, as you look back the the process to really put together this this whole philosophy and, and strategy mm-hmm. and and who are even some of the the coaches and teammates that that you learned mm-hmm. the most from, you know, in regards to leadership and and some of the things that that you really speak on and 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 help others with. Well, I tell you what, um if I if I just think first and foremost about um, just some of the things that I that I learned and some of the coaches, it starts with me all the way back at the at the high school level with Coach Ed Thomas, and uh, that everyone probably remembers is actually it's interesting. Like we had our tenth uh, annual golf tournament to honor uh, his legacy. Uh, my high school coach was actually had his life taken from him by a former player mm. uh, back in 2009, but he was just a tr- tremendous tremendous man. The influence that that he put, the consistency with which he lived. He was a follower of Jesus, but uh, he didn't he didn't uh, beat us over the head with with Bible passages. And I'm not making a statement one way or the other about that. But what I saw in him was virtue, mm. and uh, I saw in him a man that um, didn't talk uh, bad about other people. Mm. Saw the best and people was resilient. The year before he he died, we had an EF5 tornado hit our hometown. We had 100 days left uh, when it hit, hit Memorial Day, and uh, had 100 days till we were going to start our football season. And uh, he said, we're going to play football here at Parkersburg. And because there's four of us guys from the NFL, ESPN was all part of it, so it's all chronicled. Yeah. Um, they've done a really nice job kind of putting it together. But just So, so it starts with him. Mm. That's somewhat, first and foremost, starts with my, 
my grandparents and my parents. Yeah, I could just keep going through. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that That's awesome. And we're talking with Aaron Campman right now on Unpacking It, former NFL defensive end. You know him from the Green Bay Packers. Also spent some time with the Jacksonville Jaguars and now is the CEO of Align. And, and he's just empowering executives and organizations to become their best and, and really taking a, a look at, at understanding values, stories, and, and relationships in our life. What is our story? What are the relationships we have? And, and so just love that, that approach and perspective and love what you're doing and, and just encouraging to hear. And I appreciate your perspective, too, that, hey, you can start naming all these people that have had an impact on you and you can't really stop. You just keep, you know, keep coming up with names. <laughs> and so you're not, yeah. you're not offering advice and strategies based on just you know, coming up with ideas on your own. These are, these are yeah. years of experience and people pouring into you that now you're able to yeah. pour into others. And, and so that's, uh, that's just a really cool, cool thing to hear. Well, well, let's go to kind of the, 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 the heartbeat and, and foundation of who you are. And that, that of course, is your, your faith in Jesus. And, and you've alluded to it a, a couple times. But uh, in, in what yeah. ways did your faith grow during your playing career? I think like anyone, it's interesting. The NFL career is such a, uh, it's so compressed in terms of like a, a normal uh, professional's career. And so you go on this journey where you initially get in, you have goals and you want to achieve them and, and attain them and this and that. And uh, that was similar to my uh, story. As you mentioned, I was a fifth round draft choice and uh, definitely wanted to become, hit all of my goals and this and that. But as I started to uh, attain them, remembering that in the, in the grand scheme of things, what really mattered uh, was, again, the influence that we were able to have. And I say we, my, my wife and I, uh, on the people around us because of our relationship with Christ. Hmm. I, I think the reality, again, for me, uh, really stems in when once you build trust with someone, you're like, why, what, why are you different? What's going on there? Why, why are you okay to go out and give your very best and not be completely deflated when things don't go your way? Not that we're disappointed or whatever. Um, they're just opportunities. And so I think my faith really grew as my career went on to understand that I no longer was was just performing for a paycheck or or all the things, all the trappings that that can can kind of grab our heart. I was truly trying to do my very best um, because that's what I'm called to do. And there was a lot of freedom in that, and I think it's what allowed me to play at a a really high level because uh, I wanted to play the same whether we were ahead or behind or whether I was having a good game or a bad game from an application standpoint that became a real rallying point to me to where at the end of my career, of course, I cared whether we won or not, but it was more about uh, the preparation and getting myself ready to play and being able to give my very dead level best and, and um, my teammates my best and coaches my best and set that example of what it looks like to do that. I think that was part of the maturation of my career where uh, I got to a point where that's really what was important to me. Amen. So cool. Aaron Campman, our guest right now on Unpacking It, 10 years as an NFL defensive end, now CEO of Align. And so, all right, now since your playing career is over, what what has God really done in your life? What are some things that that, that he's taught you and, and things in ways that you've maybe grown, you know, personally, spiritually, yeah. uh, you know, kind of since, since the NFL career has been over. Well, the other, the other piece I didn't mention 
is that so uh, we live in a community where uh, there's a couple of larger kind of regional church families. And so we were going to one of those church families, great church, great friends, you know, all the guys there. And uh, but what, what we, my wife and I, and a group of six other families determined was in our community, uh, we thought maybe it'd be great to start a non-denominational uh, church here locally. And so about two and a half years ago, we got connected with a group called Saturate, Saturate the World, Jeff Vanderstelt and some of those guys. Cool. Yeah. And so we actually uh, planted a church here in our local community um, of Solon and uh, called Jordan Creek, uh, Jordan Creek Church. Uh, that's our, um, our name. And it's just been fascinating to watch uh, God fill uh, voids and uh, bring people uh, in uh, without us. He's just been so faithful. Uh, to provide for our church family. So I've grown a ton in that if you would ask me if I would have been regularly teaching and, you know, hold a, an executive pastor type role uh, with a church plant seven years ago, I said, you're probably crazy. <laughs> Aaron Campman, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL defensive end. And so I, I, I read that, that you also went through Dallas Theological Seminary. So when you were going mm-hmm. through that, you weren't necessarily anticipating what you're doing now. Is that, <laughs> is that right? Tell me the story God, there. Hey, God always knows what he's doing. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I didn't. I had a good friend of mine who's actually uh, my business partner as well um, in the line, Joe Erkovich. He and a couple other people just said, Aaron, you've got a real hunger to know God more. It would probably make sense for you. You're going to be ministering to people no matter what you do. So maybe get this formal education out of the way. And the NFL paid for it. It was a great, great deal. So I spent five of my off seasons in my NFL career uh, online at Dallas, yeah, DTS, Dallas Theological Seminary. And so I just got a lot of Bible and theology and pastoral ministry classes. I didn't get an MDiv. I just certificate of graduate studies. But it was what I needed and uh, gave me... Uh, I think a, a greater perspective on the, the, the breadth of Christendom and uh, where people are coming from and some of the arguments that are out there and and uh, and then also how do we bring it back to the, the mission that God's calling us to? How do we fit into God's story? Yeah, that was, I think, again, you, sometimes you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, uh, <laughs> but you trust that God does. So that definitely was part of our story. We're talking with Aaron Campman here on Unpacking It. And and kind of my final question for you, you, you mentioned earlier uh, you're a, a father of four kids and, and you're married to your high school sweetheart. And I've been asking my guests recently because my, my wife is due August 14th. And so I'm going to be a, oh. a, a new dad for the first time and I'm fired up about it. So so what's your <laughs> advice to a, a new dad? And I'm, I'm going to have a daughter. So what, what would you say? Uh. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, I'll cheat because I asked my dad the same thing. And I'm going to give you the answer that he gave me. I said, Dad, it was my first son. What can you know? What can you tell me about being a dad? And he just looked at me and he said, "Love your wife." Mm. And uh, I didn't, I didn't quite get it at the time, you know. And now that I have kids, I understand. And now that I listen to um, two and a half years, listening to people's stories and creating a sense of security and love is absolutely vital to uh, our children as they come up, knowing that um, they're safe. Mom and dad love each other. Nothing's going to change that. And I saw that, by God's grace, I've seen that in in my my parents' marriage. And and I know Lindy and I have tried to model that as well. 
It doesn't mean that's perfect by any means, but it does mean that we're committed to one another uh, till death do us part. <laughs> Amen. That's excellent. I, I love that. Really appreciate you, you joining us today. We, we've sure. only scratched the surface and, and just appreciate your, your heart and passions and, and all that you're, you're doing with your, your company, Align. And I'll, I'll mention the website again, thealignprocess.com. He's Aaron Campman. Aaron, really appreciate you being a part of the show today. I appreciate it, Bryce. Thanks very much. He's Aaron Campman. Awesome conversation with him. Incredible insight. And hope you got a lot out of that. That was, uh, that was strong. So really appreciate him being a part of the show today. Coming up on Unpacking It, we'll be joined by former wide receiver Jeremy Kelly. Ten teams, four leagues, six years. His story is next right here on Unpacking It. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news, Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook today, and each week, read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings, on the phone, or in person. The FFF Playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league. Grow in your faith build deeper relationships with other owners in the league, and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at fantasyfootballfellowship.org and find all the details and order the FFF playbook today. That's fantasyfootballfellowship.org. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Glad to be with you here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. If you ever miss any part of the show, just search Unpacking It on any podcast platform and you can subscribe there. We've got another great interview for you. And joining us now is former wide receiver Jeremy Kelly. He played his college football at Maine and professionally in the NFL, the Canadian League, and the Arena League. He spent time with the Colts, Broncos, and Bears, and he retired from playing in 2016. He is now the Buffalo Bills alumni manager. He joins us to talk faith, football, and life. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we got to start with uh, with the Bills. And, and so I'm curious, what is the feeling like up in Buffalo? What are your thoughts on the upcoming season? Listen, uh, I think everybody, if you're, a, if you're an NFL fan, you're familiar with the Buffalo Bills fans. And let's just, uh, to put it simply, the city is buzzing. Ooh. There's been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of change around the organization, on the roster. And so right now, uh, I think this is probably the most optimistic this city has been during a preseason 
heading into this year. So we're excited, man. We're excited. We got a great group of guys in the building. The culture is vibrant. The culture is strong. And I think it's a winning one. So we're, we're looking forward to this year, man, and, and looking forward to getting it done. Uh, we're talking with Jeremy Kelly here on Unpacking It. Really want to hear about your story because I, I find it fascinating just, just reading about you and, and want to share kind of what you went through and, and what you experienced in your, your career uh, with our audience today. And so you spent time on 10 different teams in four different leagues <laughs> in six years. So, so, so first off, what was your favorite stop along the way, and, and what was the toughest spot or toughest stop along the way? I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I always enjoy sharing my story, man. Um, we certainly don't have time to go into the depths of it all, and, and, and I'm surprised that you're this desperate to hear my story. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, we, you know, it was. For the longest time, man, I was convinced God didn't want me to play football somewhere warm. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I went from from Buffalo to Maine to Canada, you know, and uh, it was it was quite the journey, man. But I was so thankful. Since a young kid, I I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some people say that, but I really knew what I wanted to do, and I was fortunate enough to get that opportunity um, with a lot of hard work and sacrifice, and and all the things that not everybody is willing to give up. I put forth, but uh, my favorite spot, if I had to, if I had to chalk it up in one place, I really enjoyed Indianapolis with the Colts organization. It's top notch, first class place to be. I mean, it's the Midwest, right? Everybody's friendly out there. So it makes it easy for you, but there, there, that's not to take anything away from, from other organizations. You know, every, every stop that I made, I had a tremendous time. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the Canadian football league with oh, that being did? my first experience, man. Really, really enjoyed my time there. For me, it was convenient. I played for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, which is located one hour from my home here in Buffalo, New York. So I could come back back and forth as I wanted to. It was really easy for me to make that commute. Uh, but I also really valued uh, the Arena Football League. And uh, and you know what? I can say this, too. Salt Lake City, I played for the Utah Blaze, and Salt Lake City was probably one of my favorite experiences. Being, being out that way and and, and all that rugged terrain, man, was incredible to me. Well, so so here you are, you're you know playing in the Arena League or the Canadian League, and the dream is to to get to the NFL and and to to make a roster. And so, how do you balance kind of your your mindset during that time? You mentioned, hey, you know, you're surrounded by other guys that are trying to make it too. You're in the Arena League and in Utah. The, the idea that you want to be thankful and content where you are and make the most of you know, where you're playing, but also deep down wanting to get to that next level. Because I think a lot of people can relate to that, regardless of what the, the job or career is. There, there's that, that next level that you hope to get to, but you've you got to make the most of where you're at. So what was your approach to that when you were going through that? No question, no question. You know, for me, man, I mean, that was the fuel to the fire. That was it. That was the hunger, man, and that was... You know, I always kind of operated off my own my own little gem that I held on to, and I still to this day it, I call I call it my VIP, hmm. my vision, my intent, and my purpose. Hmm. And and I knew what my vision was, man. I knew where I was going. I knew where I could play at. Um, so every day I woke up and I worked with intent to fulfill my purpose. And, and I, I believe that it was to get my opportunity to play in the NFL and to leverage that platform to do bigger and better things. But those are the three things that I went with every day. Mm. And it didn't matter where I was playing at. At the end of the day, it's football. It's football, right? You can only draw up a play so many times. You can only run a slant so many ways. So it doesn't matter how big or small the field. 
when you show up, you got to perform. And so I tried to do so, man. And, um, and, and I had no question in my abilities, um, at that point early on, especially, you know, coming out, I was, uh, that was the year of the lockout. That was 2011. Yeah. And so I had an extended period to train coming out into my draft year there to where I was, man, I, I was in peak shape when I did my pro day and at 225 running fast as I could. Well, by the time that lockout ended, I was 241 pounds oh, running the same speed. Man. And so I went to Canada. When I went to Canada, you know, I was, I was probably top of my game, the best I had ever been in physical shape, um, um, from a skill set as well, uh, from a confidence and a mentality level. So um, it was pretty unwavering at that point, mm. you know. But uh, as we all know, you know, there's, there's ups and downs, there's twists and turns along the way. And so um, you have to do your best in maintaining that. And that's one of the things that I've learned from, from you know, older guys, I guess I could say, and certain players that I've been in the rooms with. The guy that can stay consistent, the guy that can be even keeled throughout it all, it doesn't matter what's going on in the game, the guy that can show up in the highs and lows is the guy that's going to be around the longest. That's strong. Jeremy Kelly, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former wide receiver, uh, played on 10 different teams in four different leagues in six years and now works with the Buffalo Bills as their alumni manager. As you look back again at those those six years, how do you feel – that experience prepared you for what you're doing now, for, for you to, to become uh, oh. involved with the alumni and, and be a part of an organization like the Buffalo Bills. Man, it was integral. It was, it was so necessary, and I'm so thankful because, you know, everybody has a story, and, and there's certainly been a lot of guys. I'm not the first guy to have a, um, a professional football experience. I don't really call it much of a career, but I, I refer to it as an experience like hmm. that. I won't be the last one, you know, but – I was able to experience a lot of transitions um, and able to experience a lot of things that allow me to pay it forward to those that are to come uh, and to allow me to operate in the space that I'm in now, which is uh, uh, alumni and, uh, and overseeing what we call our legends engagement here with the Buffalo Bills. And so uh, essentially the way I look at it is um, former player engagement. You know, every NFL team has what they call a director of player engagement who handles the 53 that are on the roster, right, managing those employees, managing those players, managing their personalities and anything that they need to succeed on the field. Well, I take that approach with our alumni. Mm. Any Buffalo Bill that's ever suited up, wore red, white, and blue, we try to celebrate them. We try to support them. We try to educate and we try to engage. Mm. And, uh, you know, once you, once you leave the game, I mean, you know, people don't realize now you see, you got to get cut. That's, that's, that's somebody that just got fired. That has a family that has children that has, you know, and so, they get a trash bag and, and their cleats in it, and that's it. You're out the door. Mm. You know, so now we try to offboard, and and we establish a process where we are engaged with them to try to make that transition as seamless as possible. Once they do call it a career, and move them into the next chapter of life, and give them the tools and the resources that are provided through the NFLPA or through the NFL as a league, and to help them make that transition seamless. Mm. And that's what we do. Jeremy Kelly, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former wide receiver and, and now a, a Buffalo Bills alumni manager. And, and I, and I want to go back just a little bit because toward the end of your playing career, you, you had a decision to make, okay, am I going to stop and kind of you know, give up the dream? And at, at one point you were, you were battling a, a tough disease that, that you had to overcome as well. And, and so you decided to retire and then uh, even had another chance to, to go back to play but then you took this job with the Bills. So take us into that 
uh, journey that you went through with that because I, I find that that pretty fascinating. You know, like 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 the saying goes, you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans, right? I mean, you, <laughs> you so yeah, you leave it up to me, man. I'm I'm living on a big house in San Diego right now with palm trees, you know, after an NFL <laughs> career, and I'm good. But that ain't exactly how it went, right? But um, I'm I'm so thankful because of the opportunity that I have now to serve. I mean, I get to serve guys that I, I make a joke about it. I, I I take care of my childhood card collection. You know, I, <laughs> these guys that I grew up watching play, man. These I now call friends. I love it. You know, um, and and I, it's a it's just a blessing. So as far as it came down to me coming into this opportunity, stepping into this role, man, it really was nothing but God, man. I was at a point in my career where I knew I wanted to, I knew I had to kind of move away from the game. I had a couple of medical episodes that took place that cost me a couple of contracts in, in Denver and with some other workout opportunities, but uh, ended up winning an arena championship 2015. Fast forward, got picked up by Chicago Bears back and forth, getting getting cut, getting brought back for workouts, et cetera, et cetera. Decided to go back up north to Canada. Well, I couldn't shake this medical situation that was going on with me. Still trying to work that out. But um, the long and short of it, decided to move back to Buffalo and, um, and give it one last shot. Mm. I really just prayed and believed for my body to be healed and to go back at it. And I'll be honest, man. I responded and God put his hand on me and I was able to actually get back in shape and to train at the level I needed to, despite the medical circumstances I was so much so that I received a call from the Buffalo Bills. I'm not sure if you're aware, but I'm actually from Buffalo. So I, I I had always had, I always held it against the Bills because I'd never been brought in for a workout. Well, finally they call, (laughs) but the funny part about the situation is just prior to this phone call coming to me, I had received a job offer from the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> the oh, receiver separately. coach was oblivious to that. Separately. So I got, I got a job offer in the same week and an offer to come and work out for the team. Um, <laughs> and so I said, Coach, you know, they, they, just, they just offered me a position that I interviewed for last week. He said, I did not know that. Long and short of it, he didn't even hesitate. He said, you're going to take that job. You'll work in this league a lot longer than you'll play. Wow. And so um, – I was so thankful, and this rush of peace came over me that I didn't need to lace up a pair of cleats again. Mm. You know, I, it's not every day a job is brought to you in the NFL that you didn't even apply for. I was I was called up just based off of a connection or somebody that I knew that seen the work that I was kind of doing in the transitional space and, and trying to break into that space of player engagement, and uh, the work was recognized, and here we are. And mm. so it's been a great uh, I think about two years now. Um, it's, I don't work a day in my life. Again, I, I get to serve and take care of players, and it's been really phenomenal, man. The organization is is ascending, and uh, again, to work right at home, you know, to have the resources and the network that I have here and the people that are in this city, it allows me to do my job at a higher level um, just based off of the organic connections that I already have. So oh. uh, it, I'm thankful, man. It really, I really am. Jeremy Kelly, our guest right now on Unpacking It. Man, really appreciate you coming on to share your story, share your heart with us, and and love uh, what God has done and, and will continue to do in you moving forward. And uh, good luck to the Bills this season and, and your role as an alumni yeah, manager. Man. So uh, so keep enjoying it and, uh, and stay in touch. It's a pleasure, my man. Thank you so much. Man, interesting story from Jeremy Kelly, and hope you enjoyed that conversation as well. Again, you can check out our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. 
final segment is next. Unpack this about the Anthony Davis trade right here on Unpacking It. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. The NBA's wild offseason is underway, and the biggest move is still the Lakers acquiring superstar Anthony Davis from New Orleans. The Lakers were made aware that Davis wanted to play with LeBron James and join the franchise, but would require Los Angeles to give up a lot to get him. Ultimately, the Lakers were willing to sacrifice their young players, plus send three first-round draft picks to the Pelicans. NBA experts acknowledge how valuable Davis is, but at the same time, they recognize the price the Lakers paid. The move demonstrates just how much the Lakers love Davis and were willing to do whatever it took to bridge the gap between the two teams during the trade talks. This league-altering move can be a vivid reminder of the trade that took place on our behalf. God is a perfect and holy God, and in order for each of us to be given the opportunity to join Him, it required a major sacrifice. Thankfully, God considers us valuable and was willing to give up and send his only son to be that ultimate sacrifice. He loved us so much that he sent Jesus to bridge the gap between our sinful nature and his holiness. Just like the Lakers emptied their roster for the sake of acquiring Anthony Davis, the Bible says Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now Jesus gave up his heavenly position to come to earth and take our place on the cross where he traded his life for ours. Today, as we think about the Lakers and Davis being united because of the sacrifice that was made based on the Lakers' love for him as a player, let's be encouraged to know that God loves us so much that he made a way for us to be united to him. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.